We're on a mission from God. And now, something completely different. This is Sports Talk on KFUO Radio. This is uh, Pastor John Lekomsky here, and I have next to me... Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark. And we're here with a special Super Bowl episode for you. What do you think? Who are you betting on, Matt? You're going for the Patriots? You're going for the Falcons? What do you think? I'm rooting for the underdogs. I'm rooting for the Falcons. <laughs> all I'm hoping right. they'll win their first Super Bowl victory. <laughs> well, we're glad all the listeners are with us today because I'm sure the focus of everyone is this great big 50th, 50th Super Bowl, Matt. Do you know what? 50 years ago, who was playing in the Super Bowl? <laughs> who? I bet you do remember. Uh, the Green Bay Pastor Packers. John. And the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, of course, your Chiefs. And they lost. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, let me look here. I think I even got the score somewhere. What was it? Yeah, yeah, thirty-five to ten. We lost horribly. Oh but, no! But, but two years later, we did win. We we actually do have one Super Bowl win. The Kansas City Chiefs. It was the third third Super Bowl. That's not yeah. bad. Yeah. It's been a while, though. I think they're due for a Yeah, while. They're, they're long, they're long due. <laughs> the so. long-suffering Chief fans. Oh, uh, yeah, we're kind of like Cub fans. <laughs> we have a lot in common. <laughs> well, see, the Cubs won. Maybe, maybe. There's still hope. Maybe there next is hope. year there is. And especially here in St. Louis, they're kind of the, the lone Missouri team now. So Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, the by Rams default, picked I think the Chiefs and, picked up a lot of fans yeah, from yeah, St. Louis. Yeah, so. and, and by the way, no, this isn't sports talk. This is <laughs> wrestling, wrestling with, with the, the basics. basics. And I I am a pastor at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in New Athens, Illinois, and Trinity in Darmstadt, Illinois, and... And I serve at Ascension Lutheran Church in beautiful South St. Louis. <laughs> Always beautiful. Always beautiful. <laughs> Whether it's Super Bowl weekend or any weekend, come on So, over. so are we doing anything special for Super Bowl there at, at Ascension today? We have Super Bowl subs from the youth group, so... Really? Pick up cool. your sub sandwich, enjoy it, uh, support the youth... It's subs for a cause, but you, you know it, it, it always kind of tickles me because it's it, it's you can't call them Super Bowl subs apparently because it's the name's copyrighted or whatever. Really, I mean, yeah, Super Bowl you, is yeah, copyrighted. You can't use the word Super Bowl apparently and and publish stuff so it's you know game day subs or is subs that for right? Otherwise, yeah, the NFL would be down on your neck. Is that yeah, right? That, that's what I understand. So I, we don't want them to okay. shut down our youth group. So <laughs> we got to play by the rules. <laughs> Isn't it an interesting world we live in? (laughs) You couldn't just, like, get a big bowl and put some soup in it and say, hey, Hey, it's it's a super super bowl. bowl. (laughs) Wow, whatever. We're not not selling soup, though. (laughs) We're selling sandwiches. (laughs) So so do they make their own sandwiches or do they buy them and just sell them? Yeah, your own sandwiches. They're making their their own? own Yes, yeah. Well, that's really super cool. They're sandwich-making hands. Cool. Super cool. <laughs> super fun. Yeah, yeah. Super good price. Super good cause. Is that right? So can just anybody come by your church and pick these up? or is Well, it... sure. Yeah, I, of course. I think we need a pre-order, actually. Oh, is that right? Is that so, right? yeah, if you, you might not want to stop by tomorrow Kinda morning, late. although you're welcome to and see what's left. But uh, There's not an anyway. 800 number that people could call this morning and get their orders in? <laughs> not that sophisticated no, yet. No, not yet. No. Okay. But that, that, is, that is an idea. 
Yeah, maybe so. Because like you're Jimmy John, of... we could deliver even. We'll see. <laughs> so now you got plans for next year. <laughs> well, we're helping you get your youth group going. Oh, it's there, it's going to be a super time next are, year. Are they are they raising money for any particular purpose, Matt? Are they got something coming up? Or uh... well, all sorts of different things. Our, our youth try to attend the Missouri district. Oh, our, okay. The, Lutheran Church yeah, Missouri Center, yeah. their gatherings, and of course the the big national youth gathering they attended, and and just various other things throughout the year too. So, um, you know, we're blessed with a, a great youth ministry and wonderful lay leaders that that help with that, and and just so thankful as a pastor to. To, to see that, not just fundraising stuff, but more importantly, that growth in the faith stuff taking yeah, place. Yeah, yeah, that's the exciting thing. It is thing. super. Laying a foundation for all of these kids and, and their involvement in the church for years to come. So Yeah, most definitely. All right, well, what I'd like to do today, uh, uh, again, uh, uh, we're doing this one-year lectionary, and, and so I'm getting these stories. I mean, not that we probably haven't talked about these stories before, but it's the first time we're having them in the particular sequence that we have them. And, and uh, uh, So what do you guys on the three, you're doing Matthew, aren't you? Are you doing Matthew? Yeah, what did we what talk? We're talking it? about, uh, yeah, we're in your year A here. Okay, so a. that'd be Matthew. Yeah, and we're talking about, uh, well, it's Epiphany, so we're kind of just looking at who Jesus is. And so there's these different aspects of his ministry and how he manifests himself as the Son of God. And we just heard about, you know, couple weekends ago about how he was healing and going about healing well, not, and restoring. Did you have this chapter about healing the leper? No, not the specific one. Okay. We had where he's, it's just kind of a, a whole list of people he heals. Okay. Paralytics and epileptics and demon-possessed and those in pain and just... Uh, it doesn't matter. Jesus heals them. Well, so this might actually, because I bet you this text will come up later on in the, uh, for you. So now, now this will give you a little help. Yeah, this get is a little great. Start good, on it. good. Okay. A little, little All right. preview. Because oh, we're doing Matthew 8. That's what we'd like to look at. And it is, again. And, and it's, it, it, like you said, the one-year lectionary, too, they, they try to choose checks uh, since it's Epiphany to, to show that Jesus is the Son of God, that God is actually showing his glory through this. Very, very human, very, very uh, a man in all senses of the word, and yet also the Son of God. So we got a couple of them here, and and, and I just love this because it teaches us all about faith and teaches us all about love. All right, and that's what we're all about, isn't faith it? Faith and love. We're about faith and love. This is not this football is, so much. <laughs> not, not so much. Faith and love. <laughs> faith and love. This is a faith and love no. show. So if you would start reading their chapter eight verses one through four. All right, very good. When the crowd. When he, excuse me, when he came down from That's the mountain. Jesus, by That's Jesus, by the way, in case you're wondering. Yes. Uh, great crowds followed him. And behold, a leper came to him and knelt before him, saying, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I will be clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said to him, see that you say nothing to anyone, but go. Show yourself to the priest and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a proof to them. And, and you know, I, I, I don't. We didn't use this in the three-year lectionary, do we? I don't recall doing this. Yeah, we haven't recently, at least. Uh, well, I don't know. When I get home, I'll have to go get out my big hymn book of with all the lectionaries in it. But I, I, I think that this little thing about the leper is not part of that that three-year lectionary. Well. Or you're looking it up right now. I'm looking now. It up right now. Okay, is it in not, there? Uh, not during the uh, season of Epiphany. No. Nope. Okay. Um, so things are bringing it up. Yeah. So, yeah. so this might be a f- fresh story for, for both of us. Great. Uh, and, yeah. And this is taking place right after that Sermon on the Mount, right? Yeah, so exactly. So that's where Jesus is coming down from. That, that's why he's coming down from, down from, from the, mountain. the mountain, yeah. Okay. All right. uh, uh, which actually is kind of an important factor that it's mentioned here, that it comes after the Sermon on the Mount. But, but we'll get to that in a second. The, the thing, of course, that strikes you right away, if you know anything about lepers, 
Well, yeah, what strikes you right away about this? You know about lepers. Don't oh, you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, so so lepers and leprosy and you know, the sores and fingers falling off. Uh, you know, we we didn't need to get that graphic. Okay, I'm sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to sour people. They're, oh, we don't want to get a sob. They might have somebody's finger in it. <laughs> They might been, what if they were prepared by lepers? The game oh. day subs are finger-free. Oh, okay, yeah. they are. They no are, lepers, are no finger- lepers involved in the making of these subs. <laughs> Thank are, you, man. They are a finger food for your Super Bowl party. <laughs> but there are no fingers. But it's a different kind. In the subs. Yeah, that's right. Um, okay. Uh, Quit making okay. things up. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Well, well, you know, leprosy uh, is still in the world today, but yeah. you know, we have... We have means by which to prevent it or to treat people, but no, back then, uh, leprosy was a, uh, a terrible disease where you did have these sores. In extreme cases, I guess you did, you know, you, you could lose a little small body part perhaps, but for Jesus <laughs> to actually. Well, you asked about leprosy. I just answered your question. So for Jesus to actually touch this leper, that's what's so remarkable. Well, and and, and even before that, it's remarkable that the the guy would have the audacity to get close enough to Jesus that he could reach out and touch him. Yep, yep. Um, because you know, they had to yell, unclean, that, and stay away. And you, we hear about the story of the ten lepers. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Excuse me. You know, they're from a distance you know, made, yelling at Jesus. Made very clear, yeah, Lord have mercy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so that's the striking thing in this text. That that, And again, uh, a lot of people think that Matthew wrote to Jewish people. Uh, so yep, they would have been yep. familiar with all these Old uh, Old Testament laws about leprosy. And so, yeah, that would have caught you. What? He came so close that Jesus could just reach out and touch him? Uh, uh, little less the fact that he would touch him. Um, but but and by the way, if there's anything good out of this, Matt, we'll, we'll give credit to Martin Luther, because because one of the fun things about doing the one year lectionary is Luther wrote this thing called the Church Postal. Uh-huh, yeah. I, I have no idea what postal means. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it has anything to do with pistols yeah. or anything. It's not like he pulled out a gun on people. Uh, but anyway, you got his sermons, and yeah. and uh, uh, he's just fun to read because I, this is faith. He says this is faith. Faith doesn't care what the law says. Faith doesn't care what society says. Faith says, I need Jesus. So I'm going to come to Jesus. Whether I whether I should come to Jesus or not, whether I'm worthy to come to Jesus or not, doesn't matter to me. Uh, in fact, the more I realize how unworthy I am to come to Jesus, the more I want to come to him because yeah. he's the only guy, well, that could heal my leprosy or, or in our case, uh, cure our spiritual uncleanliness. Uh, uncleanliness. <laughs> Excuse me. I knew what you meant. Yeah, well, I would hear about it from my wife if I didn't correct it. <laughs> Uncleanliness, John. Uh, uh, that's not how Lynn talks, by the way. <laughs> Gee, I'm getting myself deeper and uh-oh, deeper, uh-oh. aren't I? Uh, uh. <laughs> by the way, you know, when you're, when you're telling these little stories, here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. Thank you. I, I deserve that. Uh, um, so here's the thing. Uh, now, now, you and I were doing different. Uh, you know, we had unity. This is kind of interesting because you had the whole subject of unity. Yeah, last Saturday. That's uh, what we're talking uh, about. And yet here we have a disunity because I'm using one set of lessons. You're using another set of lessons. Uh, but there's one thing I bet that we probably both do in, in our worship. How, how do you usually begin your church service? Hours? Now, I'm going on dangerous grounds because we don't have to begin this way. But I think a lot of Lutherans begin their church services by doing what? man well the beginning of the service we have the, the invocation that's okay. the first thing i that's say right we and that's that Father, pretty much Son, that's a sign of unity there we are sure. the same words that were spoken at our baptism yeah, so yeah which yeah, he emphasizes where the unity got started yep. in the first yep. place that's how we begin worship is remembering our baptism in that same triune name and then what do you usually do 
Well, then we do the confession and absolution. So we confess our sins. We receive forgiveness because of Jesus Christ. And and so that's what I was thinking. And we do that to different languages. Again, not, not always the same words, but the same mm-hmm, concept. Mm-hmm. Poor, miserable sinners. Uh, and, and it occurred to me, I, I don't think we really appreciate that. Uh, uh, and I suppose some would say, well, it's because you say it every week. But I'm thinking, if you said it once a quarter, I don't know that we'd really appreciate mm-hmm. it. Because the fact of the matter is, when we say we're poor, miserable sinners, we're actually confessing we shouldn't be there. That the church, by the way, dear people, is where God dwells. In the Old Testament, he would fill the church with smoke so that people had to leave as a sign to showing, I'm holy, you're sinful. Like he said to Moses, you really shouldn't come into my presence. At best, you can see my backside maybe, but no, no, how could the sinful dwell with the holy? And yet again, that's this whole thing that, of faith that Luther talked about. We're still there. Why? Because, yeah, Jesus is there, and we're sinners, and we need to be cleansed. And so tell me how sinful I am. Let the law, let the world condemn me for my sinfulness, and all the more reason I'm going to be there so that Jesus can speak his word and bring me grace and forgiveness. So anyway, that was Luther's insight. I love that. Yeah, beautiful. So faith is actually exactly the opposite. You would think you'd say, oh, I'm not holy. I can't come into the presence of God. Faith actually says, yep, you're right. You're not holy. You don't deserve to be in God's presence. So let's go. That's exactly (laughs) why you go, because you you need Jesus. Yeah, let's get as close as we can so that he can reach us and touch us and forgive us. Uh, Now, here's where Luther saw the love thing. Uh, Read the uh, uh, verse 4 there. Read the verse 4. Uh, Verse 4, and Jesus (laughs) said to him, see that you say nothing to anyone, but go, show yourself to the priest, and offer the gift that Moses commanded for proof to them. So you got this business, say nothing to anyone. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, And and Matt, of course, he does that all the time. Yeah, Uh, Jesus um, keeps doing that. So uh, you've obviously had to wrestle with this before, uh, uh, right? The so-called messianic mystery. What kind of explanations have you offered for why Jesus said, don't tell anyone? Well, it is interesting. He does all these miraculous things, don't tell anyone. And then sometimes people do tell him. Well, sometimes there's a suggestion that maybe it's reverse psychology that Jesus really does want him to tell people. And so he (laughs) says, don't do it. And of course they go do it. He's such a tricky guy. I know. And and people seem to do that because in there's certain instances where he says, don't do it. And they, they do exactly that. They tell everyone, and yep, they do yep, so bad. Yep. I like to focus on the fact that it just doesn't seem to be the right time to go and tell everyone this specific part of Jesus' coming and his ministry. Um, now, there'll come a time when Jesus won't, doesn't say keep quiet. No, here in the same oh, Gospel yeah. of Matthew, it ends with go, make disciples go of all nations, yeah. go tell, share, baptize, teach. Uh, so I, there's a, there comes a time following the, the death is resurrection where, no, go and tell. But at this point, with this particular individual, no, uh, Jesus, this is not the right time to go and to tell this. So so that concern that maybe if, if people, the word gets around, then people are going to go crazy and they're going to try to make him into a king, and which, of course, is what ends up happening and stuff. Uh, now, let me share with you Luther's inside of this, and, and, and I share with you because I'd never thought of it before. Okay, all right, I, I, Yeah, usually, and I think most commentators I read run, run the way that you've talked, either about reverse psychology or about, well, we need to keep it kind of hidden at this point. Mm-hmm. Later, you'll stand on the rooftops, Jesus says, yeah. and proclaim it. But I love Luther's explanation. He says that because that's how love is. Because love isn't concerned about honor. Love isn't concerned about praise. 
It's not looking to get some reward. Oh, look what a good thing I did for you. Mm -hmm. Go tell people so everyone knows what a great guy I am. And I thought, what a simple explanation for the so-called messianic mystery. Maybe that's all it is. It's just an illustration of Jesus' love. I healed you because you were a leper, and I have the ability to heal you. I don't need anything more than that, just love. And I thought, well, cool. That's actually, it's not how we love, (laughs) because trust me, when I do something nice for you, by the way, I hope you like the present I got you for Christmas. <laughs> I do. And I will let everyone know how much I like it. Yeah, so. and thank you it for giving. It was a wonderful gift. Thank you so much. <laughs> and thank you for giving me a gift in return. That was really nice of you as well, you know. And you better keep doing that if you expect to get anything from me next year. Yeah, that's uh, how it um, works. Yeah, but see, there you go. And, and so I thought, well, that's kind of a neat insight, too, that no, it's just... We, we we see somebody in need, we can help them, we help them. And, and that's all. We're just loving. We, we don't care whether we get any reward or praise from it. I think that's a cool insight, too, that Jesus just loves this guy. Yeah. He, he yeah. just wanted to heal him. He wanted to for for the, his reign to break into this man's life, to reverse the effects of sin and to cause leprosy, right, this fallen world, and just heal him. To make him whole again, to restore him. I love that. You know, and maybe, maybe could it be multiple reasons? Yeah. You know, could it be that yeah, Luther is right. It's because Jesus loves this individual. But yeah, maybe also it's just not the right time to spread the word. It, maybe it's both. And, you know, that's the nice thing, too. It's not like, again, talking about unity. Uh, one of the great things I, I love about the Lutheran Church is, is that there are certain teachings that are plain and clear in the Bible that we all need to agree to. Sure. And, and we agree to them not because they're what Luther taught, but they are what Jesus taught. Yeah, those foundational yeah. teachings. But but one of the things I've always loved about our church is the interpretation of an individual passage. Now, there can be disagreement about that. Like you say, yeah, one person could say, well, no, this was to reverse psychology. Another person could say it's an example of love. That doesn't necessarily break our unity. There's no necessarily contradiction. Like you said, it could very well be both of those things. Although, of course, I know that I'm right and you're wrong. But still, <laughs> still. Well, you have Martin Luther on your side, yeah. I guess. No, no, no. Uh, no. Uh, uh, again, that's the point, as you emphasize. It's not about. See, now we're back. Yeah, I'm. I'm Chloe's follower. Yeah. I'm Luther's follower. Yeah, from last week. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We just want the unity that God has given us. All right. Now let me throw out another thing that I thought was kind of cool that that Luther picks up on this. Read verse two again. And behold, a leper came to him and knelt before him, saying. Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. Now, what is the significance of the phrase, if you will? If you will. Sure. Well, I I think, like we pray in the Lord's Prayer, thy will be done, if you will, if you, if you, if this is your will, if this is in your plan of of why you're here, Lord, uh, you can make me clean. I think, again, as you pointed out, faith, this acknowledgement that Jesus can make him clean. yes. Uh, I think that's a statement of faith right there. Uh, Not all believe that, but if you will, you can make me clean. You know what, Matt? See, now I hadn't thought of that as I was preaching on that, and neither did Luther. So you're one up on Luther. (laughs) (laughs) How about that? Well, you know, Luther, he's pretty sharp, but there was one time where I saw something. uh, uh, Because, yeah, Luther, but but you're right. You can make me clean clean. So there's no doubt here. Mm -hmm. He knows exactly what Jesus can do. There is your faith, absolutely. It's what, again, caused him to come even though he was unclean to the Lord Jesus, even though the law and society would have said, no, no, don't get any close to him. Uh, um, But, but yeah, yeah, see, you're right. See, the other dimension of faith is precisely because we do believe that Christ can do all things. We have no doubt about that. But 
precisely because we realize that we are unworthy, we are sinners, we, we do always do couch our requests, as you said in the Lord's Prayer, not my will, but thy will be done. Well, actually, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Because the fact of the matter is what we're asking for might not actually be good for us. It may seem like it's good for yep. us, but, well, the Lord would know better. He would know better. Um, the, the, the example that came to my mind, of course, is Paul's classic case about the uh, thorn in the oh, flesh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. For sure. So, you know, uh, we don't know what it was. I don't think he was a leper, but there was something that obviously bothered him mm -hmm, physically. Mm -hmm. He prayed about it. Take this away from me. Take this thorn away. And finally, Jesus said, not going to do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, my grace is sufficient for you. You're stuck with that thorn. And, you know, it's Paul. He, he kind of meditates on that and says, yeah, you know, I think of all the good things God has given me, all the blessings, all the visions he's given me, all the knowledge I have. Um, yeah, I probably do need that to keep me humble. Otherwise, I would begin to think, just as you illustrated last week, right? I'm better than other people. I've got the right thing. They're, they're somehow lesser than I am. And, and, and we forget that was a temptation for the Apostle Paul, of mm -hmm, course, yeah. to think that I'm, well, sure, you should be following the Paul, that you should be the party of Paul and, and Paul, you know, uh, being humbled by this. So I thought that was a, a, a good insight, yeah. too. Yeah, and, and thinking of that in terms of love, Jesus, oh, yeah. Jesus doesn't love the leper any more than he loves Paul, yeah. and yet he heals the leper doesn't heal, heal Paul. Paul. That doesn't mean he doesn't love Paul, though. Uh, he did what was best for Paul, like you pointed out. To maybe keep him humble with all these great gifts from the Lord. And I think that's so important to, to remember, too, that just because maybe that healing doesn't come or what we expected to happen or what we think would be the loving thing for God to do, just because that doesn't happen doesn't mean that God loves us any less. In fact, he knows what's best for us. And so we just Hold on to that promise that his grace is sufficient for us, that, that his powers may perfect in weakness. And I really like that thought. Sometimes Jesus heals, sometimes Jesus doesn't heal. But the constant is Jesus does everything out of love and concern for the person he's dealing with. Yeah. So there may be people out right now that are doing like Paul. They're saying, take, and, and by the way, that's a good thing to do. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. that's not a bad prayer. No, no, no you, you just, the desires of your heart, you express them to the Lord. That's that's an illustration of faith, too, the fact that you would even come to him and yes. ask these things. Uh, but, yeah, the understanding, uh, how did you say it, Lord, Lord, if you will? Because maybe you won't. Maybe that isn't a good thing. But it doesn't change my faith. It doesn't change my belief that you can do it if, if, if it would be good for me. And it doesn't change my faith that you love and care for me, that I am your precious child. Um, so, no, I really like that thought. The Lord heals. The Lord doesn't heal. But the Lord always loves and the Lord always cares for his people. Um, well, anyway, those are the things. And, and if, with your permission, when we get next week, can I share with you the next story then? Because we have a, another Let's healing. Let's continue, Matthew chapter 8. Uh, uh, and, in fact, a fellow that maybe is even more shocking if you're a Jew than a leper. That Jesus More would than heal a leper. this. Well, yeah, I mean, it seems surprising that Jesus would tolerate this leper coming close to him. But we have a guy next week, and I'm, I'm thinking, if you're a Jew, oh, why would Jesus even even listen to this guy? Why would he give him any time? And more than that, oh, are you ready for the really exciting thing All for right. next week? Do, do, we have have a, do, do we have Sneak a drum preview. roll? Where, where's oh, our fanfare? Give us a fanfare. Oh, yeah, yeah, we need a fanfare. Here we okay. go. All right. And the really surprising thing is. A brand new knock-knock joke. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, seriously, how often have you heard a new knock-knock joke? New knock -knock I've joke. heard them all. Knock-knock. Okay. Who's there? Oh, I don't have time to do it. 
But I'll do I'll do an old knock knock joke and also the new knock knock joke. Reason to tune in next again next week, yeah. Saturday morning, nine oh five here on KFU Radio for wrestling with the basics. <laughs>